Hey everyone, you're listening to Reina's podcast. My podcast is for entrepreneurs to find motivation, resources, and business tips. The entrepreneur journey is not easy, but I hope that this podcast can encourage you to keep going and to remind you que si se puede. Hey everyone, welcome back to Reina's podcast. You know, this this is going to be a very interesting introduction to the podcast because this ep- today is just a really this month and just these last this year has been pretty pretty intense, but it's required us to have really difficult conversations or quote-unquote, uncomfortable conversations for so many people because we're challenging the status quo. And I know I'm just, like, jumping right on in and um, just, I, you know, if you haven't, if this is your first time listening to an episode, normally it's extremely all about, like, motivation and I'm very positive and enlightened. But, of course, with everything going on right now, I mean... I don't know. Everyone has their own way of feeling. And for me, I I feel that I, you know, even I can do better always. Like, I do feel that I'm, I always try to watch documentaries and educate myself about, you know, um, police brutality and, and Black Lives Matter and, and things like that. But I think it's so important to make it a consistent, and just part of your life to be interested in this. And even if it's not, you know, affecting you personally, there's so many resources now that are being promoted and highlighted and that's beautiful. So, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of you on social media that are on social media can find those resources, um, But for today's episode, I do want to share with you a very special person who I interview and who's just so inspiring and she's young and she's Latina and she's like really involved with her community. And this is another way to get involved. You know, I feel, of course, you know, I respect and I'm so thankful for those who are protesting and I truly, truly have a lot of respect for them. Um, But for those who, you know, maybe you do not want to protest, um, and maybe you're still, you know, maybe a little bit in fear about COVID-19 and the virus, and, you know, you're not really, you're not going to take that risk to put your family in danger, or for whatever reason, you just don't want to go protest. You know, there's other ways, and this is, This episode is really great because I am interviewing somebody who's extremely involved within the community and somebody who is going to tell you how you can get involved. And also we do talk about more like COVID-19 and some resources for that. Um, But I and, you know, a lot of my episodes are pre-recorded like weeks in advance. So sometimes, you know, the alignment can feel different um so that's why I try to be as general as possible when it comes to sharing resources but I this you know with this episode we can really take what she shares and implement it 
you know, as soon as possible and getting involved. So I think that is one of the biggest things and making our voices heard. Um, and, you know, one of the main things she mentions is going to your city council meetings. And I'm really going to invite you to listen to the full episode. I don't want to talk too much. Um, but, you know, I also want to take this moment um, and pay my respects to everybody that has been hurt or has passed throughout these few weeks because of police brutality or because of protesting and of course the George Floyd family um, who is currently mourning and having to deal with so much Um, you know our hearts hearts are, are heavy but I think our community and our raza is super special and I think that we are so powerful and you know, I just, I'm so glad that so many people are using their voice and knowing that they can create change, you know, and this is possible for all of us. Um, it's never, maybe in the, even our ancestors, you know, who fought and things like that, like, it wasn't always a pretty picture, but it's, it's, people are waking up and I'm really blessed and fortunate to be alive and to be able to witness such and be part of it be part of this great change and you can be part of it too so I hope you enjoy the episode everybody and also of course um if however you feel with the episode you can leave a review and you know leave a comment and um on apple Podcasts. I would greatly appreciate it thank you everybody so thank you again for listening to this episode it's a very very special episode um we have an incredible young woman here her name is Danae Amaya and she just plays such a key role leadership role in the community and she actually reached out and just really wants to spread this message um on how we can get involved um, or how we or resources that we can find, um, and she's gonna. But before we we get into all of that, I just want her to like introduce herself. Um, I want you to introduce yourself, get to like, and also share like where you're from and all of that. So, okay. well, hello everyone. My name is Danae Amaya. Uh, I currently serve the city of Covina as a Parks and Recreation Commissioner and a Library Board Trustee um, for the Covina Library. I'm from Covina, California, um, so it's very special to be serving the community that's done so much for me and my hometown where I went to elementary school, middle school, high school, and went off to college after. So I feel like giving back to my community is is a very important part of my life right now. Um, I am a first-generation college graduate. Uh, my mother was an immigrant from Mexico, and she and my grandmother got their citizenship, and now are U.S. citizens. And one really special thing happened this past March where I was elected into a seat for the LA County Democratic Party County Central Committee for my district and my parents or my mother that was one once a uh, immigrant got to vote on my behalf. So it was a very special moment. It was like a generational thing. Like my grandmother got to vote for me. My mother got to vote for me. Wow. And it's something they never expected. So that's one key 
very special part of my life right now that actually just happened a couple months ago. So I'm very excited to be here on this podcast and just share the resources and the knowledge that I've learned from my experience in, in local government. And I think that it could be very helpful and very useful for everyone during this really uncertain and crazy times in this pandemic. So. Yeah. And share, I mean, normally I don't really like to share ages, but like, please share your age. <laughs> I'm 24 years old. Yeah. Like that is just amazing. Cause I know a lot of people that listen to this, um, to the podcast, they're around that age. So I just want people to be aware of like how she's involved and you know, how we can start getting involved as well. Um, and we're going to be going over that, but share a little bit. You went to like, I, I wanted to kind of know your, your journey on how you really got involved with all of, you know, the leadership roles that you have now. Um, like how after college, like what happened after or what college you attended and then what happened after college? Okay. Yeah. So I was, I have a late birthday. Um, my birthday's in November. So I went to college when I was 17 and I went out of state. It was something that it was just embedded in me when I was in middle school. It's like, I, I want to, I want to venture out. Like, I don't want to go to school in California. I want to go out of state. Like I want to like spread my wings and gain my independence. So I went to Arizona State University. Um, it's about six hours from here. And I had an incredible experience. I double majored in criminal justice and criminology and justice studies. I graduated with honors and I really worked out there. I think it helped being on my own and having just a responsibility, you know, that I was out, out there for a reason and to gain my education. And no one in my family has ever gone to college. So it was like an unknown territory. My parents did so much for me to get out there. Um, my mom was really my anchor through all of it. She helped me fill out all the information, all the paperwork. And we really didn't know how to do any of that. So she really helped me get my foot in the door and then we obviously got accepted and that was like a huge win. And yeah, I studied criminal justice, criminology, and I always knew I wanted to go into some form of public service because I have like this unwavering feeling to want to help people. It's like, if I see someone on the side of the road, it's always my first instinct to like pull over. And sometimes it can get me in situations where I could be putting myself at risk, but I mean, I can explain a story about that later. Yeah, I was in Arizona and I graduated and I, I wanted to go to law school. That was my thing. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make the, the most change. I'm going to go to law school. Um, I tried to take the LSAT many times and I did not do well. It just didn't, my head was not clicking in it. I just, I don't know, for some reason it wasn't, it, it didn't seem like, it seemed like I was forcing it too much. I was like, you know what? That's okay. Like, we're going to go another route. And it seemed like when I was writing my personal statement, there wasn't one reason why I wanted to be a leader. There's so many other reasons. It's like, I want to be like in touch with the community. I want to be like speaking to the people that are actually like going through these really t difficult times. So I know how to help them. Mm -hmm. And I talked to so many people that were, I talked to a lot of lawyers too. I talked to a lot of public servants and they're like, maybe you should go into public service because it seems like you want to be on the ground, like talking mm. to people firsthand and, and doing it with mass amounts of people. I was like, you're right. And then they're like, also like you, like a lot of different things, a lot of civil rights, a lot of human rights issues. Like maybe you should go into public service where you can get your hands on a lot of different topics. It's like, you know, I think it's a really great idea. So I interned with the mayor's office of public engagement. My, like, 
three months after I graduated from college. And it really opened my eyes to what public service was, um, to what local government has to offer, and just how the city works in general. And Los Angeles is the second largest city in the country. So it was a really good overview of what I was getting myself into. And after, I mean, my parents have two other kids, my stepdad and my mom, they have two other kids and I'm the oldest and they're going to be going to college one day. And I, I feel like they, I didn't want to rely on them to support me like financially. So I kept bugging my director of the program at the time. I was like, Hey, I need to get a job. Like I need to find a job. Like I want to be a public servant. Like I need to make this happen. And we were like always looking out. Like I was always doing my best to just put in as much time as I could there, learn as much time, like much stuff as I could during the time because my internship term was ending. Mm. And the, you know what? You can stay here as long as you want. You can be an intern as long as you want. Cause I was, I was doing a lot of stuff there and volunteering a lot. And I was like, I know, but I mean, I need to financially support myself. Yeah. I need a job. You're like, <laughs> so, uh, I kind of need to eat. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And luckily like my parents let me live at home. So that was, a. Uh, I didn't have to pay for rent, but it still was like a lot. I need to pay for my own stuff um, and then make my next move because what am I going to do? So eventually an opening opened up in the mayor's office of public safety. And it was for an executive assistant position to the deputy mayor of public safety. So I was right there with Mm -hmm. him. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. I didn't even have time to prepare for my interview. They said, hey, they're doing interviews right now. I literally walked into the door of my internship program like, hey, uh, this interview, like, do you want to go? I was like, oh, yeah, when is it? Like, it's in three minutes. I was like, oh, my, oh God. my gosh. I, I had no resume on me. I had nothing. And I was like, I was like stunned. I was like, um, that you want it or not? I was like, yeah, sure. So like I yeah. ran upstairs and I, I walked through the door and they're like, are you ready? I was like, this is as ready as I'm going to be. Yeah. So oh, my God. So I had no resume, nothing, nothing. Yeah. And I had to literally list my resume off the top of my head and just say, hey, I graduated from college. I did this in the internship program. Like, this is why you should take a chance on me. I'm literally just a fresh graduate, but I have all this knowledge and this um, charisma and enthusiasm to offer. Like I promise you I'll do a good job. So I got the job and I was super excited. I was there for about a year and six months or so. And I learned a lot of the inner workings. And at the, at the time I was, you know, when I want to develop a a specialty. I want to be able to do something that allows me to be creative, but also be in public service. So I applied for a communications position with a um, with an LA City Council member, and that was an experience. Also, I mean, communications is it's difficult, especially in a time like this pandemic. Like you have to be putting out information that's accurate and correct and yeah. timely. So that was another. Um, very useful experience that I've had so far. And then in the mix of that, I was like, how do I get involved in my own community? How do yeah. I help serve Covina? Cause I was driving an hour and 15 minutes from Covina to downtown LA every single day. Oh my God. And I just, I always felt like I, something was missing. Like, yeah, I don't live in LA. So I felt like I had a very disconnect where I was helping or obviously public service to help others in, in the city that you work for. So I was helping people in Los Angeles. I was like, well, how do I help my community as well, the place yeah. that I live in. How do I create change in the place that I walk, where my parents walk, like where my sister and brother go to school at? Like, how do I become a part of that? So there is a uh, council member position open in Covina. And at the time I was, how old was I? I think I just turned 23. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And 
I was like, you know what, what do I have to lose? And everybody's like, Oh my gosh, are you sure? I was like, I don't know. So I submitted my application and they gave me an interview. So I interviewed for the position. There's about 10 candidates and I was the youngest one. And I remember sitting down and like, just so nervous because I'm sitting in front of the mayor of Covina. I'm sitting in front of all the other council members in Covina. And I had to kind of basically say why I was qualified. And for someone Mm. that's very young at the time and people may say, well, who does she think she is to do something like this? It's like, you know, we're going to try it. Like you don't know until you try. Right. So I sat there and I explained like my experience of working at the mayor's office in Los Angeles and how I've lived here my whole life and how I've seen the changes that have happened um, since I was small until now and how I know the inner workings of the school system because I was recently in it and my siblings are in it and kind of gave the whole also that AOC is the youngest congresswoman to be elected in the United States and how <laughs> you guys can take a chance on me and yeah. I have to do a good job. So after um, they picked, oh, and also that I'm a woman, there was no women's currently sitting on the council. So the one that um, had resigned, she was the only woman on it. Oh so my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, yeah, I fought for it and unfortunately it didn't go my way, but it was okay because I got to meet the council members there and become really good close friends with them and colleagues. And the woman that got elected to the position I ran for, she actually appointed me to the Parks and Recreation Commission. So I worked out pretty well. So oh, her okay. and our close friends, um, the council member that appointed me for the library board of trustees like we're also close to and one of my mentors is actually a committee council member uh, we are on a lot of committees and mm-hmm. things together so we're also on the lacdp county central committee together so it's it all like turned out pretty well i knew at the time i was running for something that i wasn't like really sure about but i knew i wanted i knew i wanted it but it's like i didn't know how much experience I needed at the time, but it was a really good learning experience for me because it opened doors that wouldn't have happened if I didn't put myself out there and showcase what I had to offer. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm here. (laughs) So it all, it all has been an incredible experience. It's not easy uh, putting yourself out there and embedding on yourself to say, Hey, like I'm young, but I, I have the personality, like I have the charisma, the drive, the dedication to want to do something like this, but I'm going to give it my all. And if it doesn't work out, then it's okay. You just get back up and you try again. So that's, yeah. that's kind of what I'm learning throughout all of this. And what I love is that, again, I think a lot of people get a little bit intimidated when it comes to anything with like the local city or I don't know, they think it's like they have to have, be like a lawyer or like something mm-hmm. Um, you know, they get a little bit intimidated. So I'm just like, I want people to know that, you know, you can get involved. Like, and I love that you're putting yourself out there and, um, and people will get to know you. And then like the, like you said, like they'll guide you to maybe like a different opportunity that's coming up and mm-hmm. just show up. I think that's oh, like, absolutely. that's like the biggest thing. Um, so currently, you know, we w- definitely wanted to focus on COVID-19 and also what's going on there. And I don't know, like, what do you feel? And now, especially, oh my God, like I even started crying. Like I was like, what? Cause they just- I think there's also this stigma right now where if you're at home, you have to be productive. 
You have to find ways to keep yourself busy. You can't be sad. You have to just be happy all the time that you're home. And that's not the case either. Like, yeah, it's a privilege to stay home, but it does take an an enormous mental strain on you Mm -hmm. because it's not something that you're used to. And it's hard when it's just hard to tell yourself that it's okay, that all your feelings are valid, that you'll be going through something and there's a thousand people going through the same thing, but not everybody's vocal about that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, not everybody wants to be vulnerable about the way they feel, but it is okay to do nothing. It's okay to not be productive. It's okay to, to cry. It's okay to have these uncertain emotions because we're going through a very uncertain time and no one knows how to deal with this. So it definitely is okay. And there is, should be no pressure to, I don't know, start all these productive things because it's people are losing their lives. People are losing family members. Like we could never imagine how horrible that is, you know? So I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, I also want to know like what, cause there's, there's news going on, of course, all the time, like every single day, an update, um, or every single week and things like that. Like, and especially a lot of people count on like the media, social media, but Mm -hmm. where do you recommend people, um, find information on like trusted resources? So for those residents in Los Angeles County, I would say a trusted source is LA public health. Um, they are every day, every hour updating the number of cases that are confirmed with COVID in your city. So you can even yeah. look up on Park, Covina, wherever you're at, Los Angeles, and you can see the confirmed cases. They have the up-to-date um, physical distancing protocols. And I would also look at the website and social media of the cities that these residents live in. Okay. So the city of Covina, um, they are updating all their COVID-19 information on their website. They have like a special like section for it now, even on their social media, which they're pretty um, good about putting out as fast as they get the information. Um, I know the LA mayor's office is doing a wonderful job. Their comms team is doing a great job of putting out the information. Their website is really great, super accessible, um, easy to navigate things around. I would also suggest that too. I know my personal source that I go to sometimes is going to the governor's website or the um, Gavin Newsom's his actual Instagram page or their Facebook page because okay. they, they try their best to update that information on there as well. Okay, awesome. And and the CDC has like national, national. Um, social distancing or physical distancing protocol. So I would also suggest that as well. Okay, perfect. And um, another question that was um, asked on actually the social media when I posted the question, does every city have different like rules in regards to quarantine or is it by county? Like that's what they wanted to know. So ideally the way it works is the state of California, which is the governor gives out orders and then the county will adopt them, which is like LA County mm-hmm. will adopt them. And then each city will have to abide by them as well. Yeah. However, each city, as long as they're following like the standard rules coming from the state, the cities have some discretion to to be able to change 
Like you, you can um, give an example, like yeah. So yeah, to be able to change like certain elements in the city. So I sit on the COVID nineteen recovery planning working group for the city of Covina for actually for city services. So in that working group, we were leading up to phase two, which just happened recently. And we were developing the protocols for what's going to happen when we actually start reopening. Once everything dies down, when we go into phase three and phase Mm -hmm. two or phase four and phase five. So every city will have some kind of form of that. So let's say there's relaxed parking in certain cities. Like the city of Covina just extended their last, their relaxed parking until whenever that's a city thing. They did that as a city. Um, they didn't have to follow anything else that the government didn't say, Hey, you have to relax, have relaxed parking for this time until, until whenever this happens. Like that's something that, what do you mean by, um, relaxed parking? Like there's no, um, like normally when there are signs that say, Oh, you can't park from 2am to Uh, uh 6am. They would say, Oh, Hey, it's relaxed. So you can park there. It's okay. We understand that you have to stay at home with your family. So we know there are going to be more cars in the driveway, more cars in the city. You can park there. So those are like small things that the cities will do um, and have that discretion to to have that as long as they want or limit it for a certain okay. time. Even like the city of LA right now, they have, or I believe it's still now, they had an eviction moratorium where they um, work something out where if you can't pay your rent at the time that they're not going to kick you out or like some, mm. some water and power uh, departments mm-hmm. and like SoCal gas and Edison and all of them, they have um, this relaxation thing saying, if you've been affected by COVID-19, and you're unable to pay your payments for your gas and your water and anything else, like it's okay. It's not saying that you're never going to have to pay it, but if you're currently struggling right now, you don't have a job to pay it. Like they're not going to turn off your water. They're not going to turn off your gas Mm. or your power. So that's something like right now for Covina, I don't believe they have like certain, um, like certain restrictions and things like that. So mm-hmm. it depends by city because city of LA has a bigger budget. They have more people. They have thousands of people. So they, they can make stuff like that happen. So that, that'd be one or okay. a couple of examples of yeah. that. It does the big guidelines with physical distancing and the beaches being opened or closed, the parks being open or closed, all that stuff is normally dictated by the state and then the county will follow and then the city should be following it. Yeah. I mean, there are times where cities aren't following the state protocols. Like we've seen past couple of weeks ago when everybody was at the beach when they weren't open. Yeah. So there, there's a lot you should, the cities should be following what the state and county says, but they do have some discretion to be able to pass certain things in their city. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I love I that. That yeah. No, that makes that's that explains a lot. Um, 
So, and I, I like that the resources that you, you shared with us. And I think, and I even like following pe- them on their website, but also like social media city, mm-hmm. like your city social media, hopefully they have, <laughs> they have, um, they have a social media, but, um, what about, I want to know, like, how can people get involved or maybe express, like, if they legit just have a concern or something, um, how can they share that to their local community, their local city? Yeah, so I think one good resource to use when wanting to know what exactly is happening in your city is watching the council meetings that happen online. So they used to happen in person where you could go up and like sit in the, in the seats and like watch what's happening, but they have it online now. So you can go ahead and view them from your own home and following all the physical distancing uh, protocols and practices. So I would recommend watching those. Um, I know that Kalina has them twice a month and they're on Tuesdays. So I will tune into that and just kind of get the updated information. Um, there's also public comment. So if you have a concern or a comment, or even let's say you love the work that one of the council members are doing, you want to give them a shout out. You can also go to public comment. They have um, all that information on your city's website, you can submit it. And then they, um, the way Covina does is that they'll read it off. Um, mm-hmm. They'll read off the public comment and say your name and what you said. And then, Sometimes council member and the mayor will address it. Like, oh, well, according to that comment or question, they could have some um, information to give. I know the city of LA, when they were doing public comment, they were actually letting people like phone into it so you can actually hear them talking. So it's it's a little different with, with each city. So with one, you can phone into one or you can um, email them and then they'll read it off for you. Okay. So, but that's one good way to get the exact information that's happening in your community. Um, I would also say during this time where there's a lot of fake news going around, a lot of news that isn't accurate, I would really try to, if you're reading an article, read the whole thing. I think right now there's a lot of crazy headlines going around where you, you see something and it's really startling and then you read into it and you read it all the way to the bottom. Like, oh, well, mm-hmm. okay. Well now that makes more sense. You know? Mm-hmm. So I would, I know I get CNN updates here and there and I see a headline. I'm like, what is that? And then I read it. I'm like, okay, well it's, it's not so different from what's happening already from what mm-hmm. I already know. So it doesn't freak me out or make me um, worry about things that we don't, necessarily have to worry about at the time yeah Um, yeah I would say my advice really for a lot of people that want to get involved it's different now because I was always that person you know what like go to the events that are hosted by your city like get to know the staff like like get tell them that you're interested that you want to be like I don't know, a, a driving force in your city, be able to help in any way that you can um, be a helping hand. That would be my advice because like, who better to talk to than the people that are actually there doing the work. But right now it's hard because we're not supposed to be in contact physically with anyone that doesn't live in your household. So maybe call the city clerk's office or the administration office of the city that you live in and you can ask if they have any opportunities that you can help. I know that I watched a council meeting with Covina and there was someone that gave public comment from the U.S. Census. So they, from the U.S. Census Bureau, because that's going around too, we have to build our census. So they give public comment giving out the information about the U.S. Census. So they're like, oh, that's genius because 
were listening and just having a lot of information there and giving your contact, they now know that you're someone that wants to help people fill out their census and you can host things online to make sure people do it. And that's such a good resource to have. So I would definitely, and, and the city clerk knows that because they're normally at the council meetings and they know that information. So they can be able to say, Hey, yeah, um, you heard so-and-so talk about the U S census on the council meeting. I'll give them your email or I'll give them your email or here's their email. So you can contact them and get involved online. So it's okay. still abiding by the physical distancing protocols, but also knowing that you're making a difference and you're doing your part by helping your community. So I think that's another the way to do that is contact the administration or city clerk's office with your city. Okay. I love that is that's a lot of great tips. I think um I even like was went to my city and I went to their website and I looked up uh, I'm like yeah, I could watch all the city council yeah. meetings and in a way I'm like this is kind of awesome cuz I mean, ideally you would want to be there but at the same time I'm like you can still get updated um and they're all recorded and yes, you can leave the public comments. So for all of those listening like Definitely, I encourage you to go onto your city website and look up resources. And, you know, we have a voice. Like, I feel like people think um, we don't, but, you know, or they're just like intimidated. But I think, especially right now, if you really want to express something, like, let people know. Um, like, I love that about the relaxed parking. Like, I'm like, some people, like, I'm sure somebody spoke about it. And said, like, how am I supposed to, you know, because parking is a big deal in some places. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And in LA. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> yeah, LA, I'm like, I don't even want to park there. I'm like, <laughs> let me just, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think that's, that's really, so something like, like that, like it can be, it can be um, communicated to the city. So that's great. Um, any, before we like kind of wrap it all up, is there anything else that you want to share in regards to like COVID-19 or anything? Um, let me see. I know I wrote a couple of things down. I think the biggest thing that we can do, um, I'm always asked because times are changing so fast next week, something different could be happening. And it's like, how do we stay up with it? Right. My biggest thing when I tell people like, how can I be more informed and get involved is just really like stay up with what's going on, but also do your part by staying home as much as possible. And if you can't, if you can support small and local businesses, like order takeout, if that's something you can do. I know that financial times are tough right now. So if you can't, it's okay. But maybe for birthdays, buy a gift card for your friend that really loves this small business in whatever city you live with. So you're still supporting that small business or local business because ideally these businesses are ran by residents that live in your community, families that depend on this, on the financial income that comes from the revenue you would get from mm -hmm. your business. So a lot of small business owners and local business owners are, are hurting right now too. And their family and people just like us. So if you can support those businesses, I know me and my colleague, Kelly Jones, she worked with me in the mayor's office of public safety when we were there a couple of years ago and her and I are starting this, hopefully will be a full launch website of a directory for small and local businesses across the country so that we can have all that information in one place. So if you're, looking to help a small business or a local business in your community, you can type into this website, type in your city, and then 
options will come up for you. Mm. So I know that if you know any small businesses, local businesses, try to support them as much as you can. Um, we have a lot of Latino business owners that own small businesses. So we'd be helping our community as well. I would also say encourage your family to stay home, follow all the protocols coming from the state, your county and your city, but also check on family and friends. You know, you never know what someone's going through. Um, sometimes you think people have it all together and sometimes they don't because no one knows how to deal with this kind of crisis. No one knows yeah. how to to cope with this kind of pandemic. It's something that we've really seen before in our in our lifetime, you know? the checking in on people I think and even like the strongest or you know quote-unquote like the strongest people that that seem like they have it all together like um or I don't know if people have been a little bit more quiet you know or just just kind of just saying like hey how are you doing or I I love having like um zoom calls with friends and just kind of think just Let's just chit chat, maybe have like a glass of wine yeah. <laughs> or something like to relax yourself, just kind of make it seem a little bit more normal, you know, and those help that helps out um a lot. And I don't I wanna know like what's what about for you? I know you mentioned like you're you're going on a run, um, or what other like self-care tips are you doing to remain, you know, sane? <laughs> So I'm learning. I wasn't one of those people that woke up early and was an early bird mm. and oh, I'm going to start my day off. Like I was not that person oh, I'm wow. that loves my sleep. Um, <laughs> you can ask my partner. He's like, you can sleep through anything. <laughs> um, so I really had to be tough with myself and I'm still struggling with it till now is getting up at a decent mm. time, you know, like eating breakfast. Like I'm someone that drinks coffee daily. So having a cup of coffee, um, just building a routine for yourself. It is so hard. Trust me. Like there are days where I stay up really late and I wake up really late. I'm like, Oh man, like I wasted my day. And it's yeah. like, no, like, you can't get into that mindset. Like it is, it's okay. If you get up late, it's okay. If you sleep in, like, let's just pick up from where we locked off and, and make the most out of our day because mm -hmm it's, it's hard. I'm, that's the biggest thing is for me is building a routine and just doing small things for myself that bring me joy. Like if having a cup of coffee on my patio, looking at my plants is something that brings me joy. Then I do that every day yeah. or going for a run for 30 minutes where there's no one around. I wear my face covering when I run and it's hard to run with a mask on, but I do it because I want to protect myself from anything and protect anyone else. Um, from this, the spread of this virus. So I'll go for a run or I make myself, I try to make different things for lunch mm -hmm. or, um, I'm guilty of being a Netflix bin watcher, you know, like I love watching shows. <laughs> I know I'm like Netflix, you need to come out with more shows, more <laughs> movies, just exactly. release I'm, everything. <laughs> definitely. I'm so guilty of, of rewatching stuff or yeah. pick up a book that I didn't finish. And mm -hmm. I'm so guilty of having all these really great books that I, I read half of them or a quarter of them and never finished because I picked up another one. And <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> my life. Right. I'm yeah. just trying to keep it simple. I did. I think in the beginning I was so hard on myself. Like, Oh my gosh, you have to, you have to do all these things. Like you have to yeah. reach out to this many people and get this much stuff done and, and just create all these opportunities to help. And, it leads to burnout really easy mm -hmm. if, you, if you're putting all this pressure on yourself. So I would say 
try to build a routine for yourself, however that looks for you. It doesn't matter what anybody else's routine is of getting up at 12 o'clock and finishing your day at 10 is something that you want to do, then great. Like do what works best for your body, what's best for your, for your, um, for yourself. And I would say just do healthy things that make you feel good. I mean, go out for a run. I mean, if doing yoga in your living room, I do that too. I'll do yoga sometimes in my living room and keep the window open so it doesn't get really hot. Like it's just small things that you didn't have the time or the chance to do when you were really busy. Maybe take the time now. They don't have to be productive. Just things that help you feel good about yourself and help you feel in control of what you have around you because there's so many things we can't control in the country or what's happening around the world, but we can control what's happening in our household. So yeah, I would, I would say that just healthy habits, um, do your best to keep a routine and do something that makes you feel good every day. If you can. I love that. <clears throat> Beautiful. What book are you reading or one of the books are you reading right now? <laughs> so I was reading Becoming by Michelle Obama. Oh, oh my God. Yes. I've been trying to finish that for so long. I, it's a, I read, I got the audible and I'm okay. The audio I have audible book. Too. And so I'm like, because it's a, like, I'm like, I can't imagine reading this book. Like it's so long, but yeah. she reads it to me <laughs> or yeah. she reads you can, And it's, it's so good. Like, yeah. Or I don't know how far you're along. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably in like the second or third chapter, but her documentary came out Mm -hmm. and I, and I watched it, Mm -hmm. absolutely loved it. And I'm like, do I still have to read the book? Did everything happen in the documentary? What happened to the book? And they're like, no, you stopped reading. I was like, okay, but it just every day. So I put so much pressure on myself. I'm going to read this by the end of the week. It just becomes a chore, you know, just do it when you feel like reading. Like if you want, grab a glass of wine or a tea and and sit somewhere and give yourself peace and quiet to read it. I think that's something that I don't want to put so much pressure on myself to finish it because then I I get nervous about it. But just doing it when you feel like you want to read or you're kind of tired of being on your phone, kind of tired of watching TV, then just pick up a book because, I mean – it sometimes it makes you feel good to be have time to yourself to think and read something that you enjoy. So yes, becoming is what I'm watching right now. <laughs> becoming, becoming. That's yeah. awesome. Um, and I want to know, like, where do we see Danae like in five years from now? Five to ten years from now. <laughs> Ooh, five years. Hopefully, in an uh, elected position um, for a city I serve. So I my goal is to run for public office. I think I got a little taste of it when I run for the LA County, when I ran for the LA County Democratic Party County Central Committee for my district. And I had the taste of canvassing, of talking to residents, of putting myself out there in my story and, and counting on votes to get me on this committee. I actually got the, the most votes out of everyone that ran for the committee for the city of Covina. So that was really great news and reassurance for me that my community believes in me and hopefully one day I can serve this city or a city mm-hmm. nearby and and create change for the community that I live in and that's done so much for me and my family and gave us our start so I think that's that's my thing is to run for public office hopefully I will be in a position to do that in the next five years oh yeah 
I mean, I already know. <laughs> oh my gosh. This has been such a great, you know, interview. I'm so grateful to have met you and, you know, um, hopefully we can still stay connected and Absolutely. how I can support you in any way. I like, I just love what you're doing. And especially like another young, badass Latina, I'm, <laughs> you know, I think, um, there needs to be more of us just collaborating and seeing if we can support each other. So I don't think this will be the last, you know, collaboration. Um, definitely. And if, if anybody wants to contact you, where can they do so? Instagram is my contact hub. I'm always on it. Um, I'm super accessible through my DMs. I, I literally respond to everybody's DMs, even people that I don't know. Like I'm yeah. always there for a resource to help and if there's anything that I can do to help, to help our community, I'm there for it. So Instagram for sure. Awesome. Awesome. So if anybody, yeah, I'll, I'll link all of that down below, but thank you so much once again. Thank you for listening to, you know, the interview. And I'm so grateful to have such an amazing guest that was able to share so many great tips and resources. And I truly want to invite you all to journal. Simply journal how you are feeling, what's going on in your mind, in your heart, in your home, with your family, with your friends. How do you feel all of those questions, because, I mean, I think every day is, is super important, but especially right now, how you're feeling, how you're coping, and to let it all out. And if, if that makes, means you want to cry, you can cry um, however you feel, because I truly want to emphasize what is going on right now is very, very important and it's history because slowly but surely you know we are coming together um and I want you all to journal this moment and also to write out how you are going to get involved and you know there's no perfect way to do it so many people on social media can be you know um maybe there's so many resources going on and just choose the one that suits you. If that is donating, you know, it's $5, $10 a month. Um, if that's reading a book and educating yourself, if that's watching a documentary and sharing the documentary and talking about the documentary, especially if you're a leader in your own community or within your family you know, a leader can mean you're a parent, you're an older brother or sister or tia or tío. Talking about these conversations and just bringing it up and listening and sharing viewpoints, I think it's really important. And talking about it and how are you going to do better, right? So even I think anybody, everybody and anybody and speaking to you know, the black community and also listening to them, how they would like how they feel and how you can do better as well. So, um, you know, taking this moment to reflect is really important. 
I want to just tell you all that I'm so proud of all of us because this year has been intense for every single person. There is no one that has had it harder than the other. I think everybody has had a very interesting, difficult time, worry. So I'm very proud of you. And, you know, I want to invite you to continue journaling, meditating, praying, taking care of yourself as much as possible, doing what's going to make you feel good and healing yourself little by little. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you'd like, you can share it to a friend or two. Um, and you know, you can follow also Danae and I'll put all the, her links down below if you want to get in touch with her and learn more and ask her questions on how you can get involved. All of these people that I interview, please, please like reach out to them and, you know, just maybe you can share, Hey, I listened to the episode. I do that all the time. And that's how you build connections through social media and you build your network. You never know. You never know. And all of these people love when you reach out to them because that's a lot of them love to help others. So um, don't be shy. And I am, again, I'm just so proud of all of us. And I seriously pray for you every single day. And I wish you all the best. So we'll talk soon, everybody. 